the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Sometimes we'll question, God, are you truly asking me to do this? I don't know whether I can. I don't think I can. Can somebody help me? We can pray for you. We'll do all we can. But in the end, it's you and God. You and God. You have to do it in the presence of the Lord, before the Lord, with the strength of the Lord. But God will feel what you're feeling, and God will give you the wisdom to make that decision that will bring glory and honor unto Him. As Christians, we all desire to serve God and do whatever He asks. But what if his request involves giving up something that's very special in our lives for no reason we can understand? Today, Pastor Jack Morris will examine the story of Abraham and his son Isaac and a request God used to test Abraham's faith. Here's Pastor Morris with an introduction to today's message, The Response of Faith. I have a special message today I'm going to be bringing. It has to do with Abraham taking his son Isaac to sacrifice him at God's command. Friends, sometimes the way becomes very lonely and dark. Sometimes we don't understand what's going on about us and what God is doing in us. But let's keep believing and obeying and and keep our focus on Jesus. God is going to do great things. Abraham went through a lonely time, all alone with God, but God came through in resurrection, power, and victory. You're going to have to hear the message, and I'm so anxious to preach it. It'll build you up in the faith. It'll help you walking through those lonely, dark valleys, those times of misunderstanding, times when you don't even understand yourself what's going on. Let's go into the sanctuary and hear the message, the response of faith. The most profoundly shocking story in the Bible. Our modern minds just recoil when we think of a human sacrifice. It's not part of our culture. We, we don't think that way. And when we read in the Bible that a, that a man of God is called upon to sacrifice his own son, a blood sacrifice, we just recoil and back off from that. That isn't something that, that we want to hear or even read about or even dwell on. But yet it We cannot be unmoved. We cannot be unmoved by the depth of truth that this story uncovers. And the Holy Spirit's going to help us to hear and receive today. This story speaks of love and sacrifice, trust and obedience, perplexity and loyalty, of giving and receiving, of faithfulness and reward. You have an outline in your bulletin, and it's going to be on the screen. 
Jesus calls Abraham, and I want you to look up at the screen and read verse 1 of Genesis chapter 22. Together, sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here am I, he replied. Now, notice what it says. Sometime later, God did what? It doesn't say tempted, does it? God does not tempt people to sin, but God will test us. And I think of some of the dear people in this congregation going through some tests now. We all go through tests from time to time, but some of you are going through some, some heavy testing at the moment, and this message is going to touch your heart. <clears throat> if you're not being tested, just wait a few more days. <clears throat> so you need to hear this message also. And get ready, because I can guarantee you it's coming. It's coming. Now, God will not tempt, but he tests. In James 1.13, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Satan tempts. He lures to sin. It's like a fisherman. They put a lure on, on, a, on a pole and on the line. A lure looks like the real thing. Even a fish can't sometimes distinguish between a lure and the real thing. A lure is a fake. A lure lures the fish in. Now, the devil will do that to you and me. He will try to lure us in. And a many a fish has ended up in a fish sandwich or on a, uh, on a seafood plate <laughs> because it thought... Boy, here's something that is going to satisfy my tummy. And a lot of Christians even sometimes think that if they move in that direction and reach out and take hold what Satan is dangling before them, that their life is going to be a whole lot better, but it never is. It's just a, a false lore. So the devil tempts, but God will, will uh, test. Now, what is the purpose? Why does God do that? Why doesn't God just, just leave us alone? <laughs> why does he do that? Why does he, tempt, uh, why does he test? Well, the reason is that there's two. One has to do with us. The other has to do with him. God will test us in order to confirm us. He will test us in order to strengthen us and grow our faith. Now, when we come through a test... We're always stronger after the test is over. God will always help us, take us through the test, and make us stronger when the test is over. Now, many a time, Christians flunk the test. When the test is over, God says, ha, you get an F. <clears throat> and then what happens? He's got to run it through, run it by us again. And sometimes... You know, if you flunk the fifth grade, what happens? You have to repeat it, right? Well, God does that. He's our heavenly father. We're his children. And if we flunk the test, we have to repeat. Someone says, you know, I'm going through so many tests. Well, not a whole lot of tests. It's the same one over and over and over. Come on, wise up and pass. Get a passing grade. At least a C minus <laughs> so you can move on to the next one. <laughs> this is what God does. Now, the reason... 
God tests us is that, as I said, confirm our faith, give us strength, and uh, cause us to become increased. When the test is over, we're a lot stronger, and we know how God brought us through and how God is alive in our life, and now we can rejoice and give praise to him. But what does a test that God will test us, what's it do to him and for him? I'm going to read 1 Peter 1.7. Just listen to it that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the, here it is, the praise, the honor, and the glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you pass a test, you give praise, honor, and glory, and God just boasts. You know, when I used to come home from school and I got a passing grade or I, I, I passed from the third grade to the fourth grade, I would run in the house, Mom, Dad, look, look, and they would just smile, and then they would take me to town and buy me a gift. You know, they, they rejoiced. They, they just loved it when I passed because sometimes I just barely passed. <laughs> and we all sort of stood on the line with our fingers crossed. But, and God is like that. He's a parent. He'll just, so to speak, stick out his chest and say, that's my daughter. That's my son. Man, they're, they're, they're already up to a, a B plus. You know, they're passing these tests and they're bringing glory and honor to me. And you're a testimony to those around you that see you go through the test. And they'll know that God has helped you and God has been with you. Now, point B in the outline, I want you to look at the screen and read verse 2 in unison. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah, Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, I will tell you. Now, friends, we need to be careful when we make promises to God. We need to be careful about that. See, when, when, uh, when God spoke in, in verse 1, he said, sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said, Abraham, and Abraham said, here I am. Watch out. <laughs> Abraham was saying, I'm listening I've got my ears on. I'm ready. God said, are you ready for this? And when God told Abraham what he was to do, it wasn't very long ago I was talking to a person in our congregation. Their family was going through a real, real test. I knew they were going through a test. I was doing all I could to be in there with them, praying and supporting and then God spoke to my heart to say something to that particular family. And I said something like this. You've been making vows and promises to God if God will answer your prayer. You told God, I'm going to do this, I'm going to give here, and I'm going to do the other. You, you've made these vows to God. Now, I can see that God has started a great work in your family. I can see it. You can see it. Be careful to keep the vows and promises you've made. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday via live streaming, go to LargoCC.org at 9 or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Again, go to LargoCC.org at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. 
Sometimes we promise God everything. God, if you'll only do this, I'll do that. You know, we, we desperately want something. We'll say, God, I'll try harder. I'll believe more sincerely. I'll do better. I'll give more time and money. Watch out. Watch out. You see, God will take you and me at our word because he wants us to take him at his word. And God says, okay, you made the promise. Sometimes when the trial is over, we, we go our own way, and all of a sudden, we flunk the test. We have to go through it again. So you need to be careful how you pray and what you say. When Abraham said, okay, God, you can, you can ask me anything. I'll do anything. Here am I. Just pour it on. God said, all right. Boom. He gave it to Abraham, didn't he? Now, Abraham's commitment was genuine. When he said, here am I. I've got my ears on. I'm listening. Speak to me, Lord. And here's how God speaks to us today through the Scripture. The, the Scripture comes to us in, in inspiration by the Holy Spirit. And when we hear it or we read it, the Holy Spirit makes it alive. All of a sudden, it, it quickens it to our heart the Word. Well, that's God speaking to us. Or it's a Scripture that is coming back through our remembrance. But God is speaking to us through the Scripture. And when Abraham heard God speak, he said, I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready. And indeed, he was ready. He made a commitment. He said, I belong to you. When, when he said, here am I, basically he was saying, I belong to you. I am yours to command. God then put it to him. Look at verse 3 in your outline or on the screen and read verse 3 with me. Obedience was prompt. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey he took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. Now notice, early the next morning, no delaying, no procrastinating, no putting off, no time to reconsider my vow. Now you think about it, now, Lord, did I, did I really say that? Well, what I really meant, Lord... You don't play games like that with God, do you? No, you don't do that. Early the next morning, it was prompt obedience. Delay is, the, is Satan's tactic. If God is calling you to give your heart to Jesus, give your heart to Jesus this morning. Don't delay. You would all agree to that, wouldn't you? Today's the day of salvation. Don't delay. Get saved today. Now, if God is calling you to do something, to give something, to be something, the same thing holds true that it holds true for the sinner giving his heart to God today. Don't you delay as a Christian. Obey today. Delay or procrastination is Satan's tactic. Don't say, Lord, if, if you will bless me, if you will do this, I will do that. No, do God's will now. Now's the best time. Say that, now's the best time. To do God's will. Oh, you got it. Now, notice, obedience was prompt, but obedience was solitary. I want you to read verse 5. Read it with me, Abraham's words. Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. Now, Isaac and Abraham and the servants traveled three days. They kept traveling three days. Sometimes you wonder, God, am I ever going to get there? God, is this prayer ever going to be answered? 
God, are you ever going to do what I'm going to ask you to do? Well, Abraham didn't really know where he was going. He just knew that God told him to go to a place, and it happened to be Mount Moriah, the very place where the city of Jerusalem would someday be built, the very place where Calvary is located, where God's only begotten Son, your Savior, died. There was no Jerusalem. It was not called Golgotha, but that's where Jesus died. And Abraham, not knowing, he just kept walking, just kept going. Sometimes you just have to go by blind faith. You just keep doing God's will, not knowing what the outcome is. You know that he's worthy of our trust. Isn't that true? So they kept going, and finally they found the mountain. God pointed it out, Abraham, Isaac, and his servants. And Abraham said to his servants, now you stay here. And he took Isaac with him because Isaac was to be the lamb, the blood sacrifice. He told his servants, you stay here at the foot of the mountain. You know, doing the will of God sometimes is very lonely. It's just you and God. Sometimes we have a way as God's people to look around and see what other people are doing. What are you doing for the Lord? We start comparing ourselves to other people, and, and we look around. But doing the will of God, sometimes God's going to call upon you to do something that he's not called upon anybody else to do, and you're going to have to do it all alone, just you and Jesus but you and Jesus always makes the majority, and you can do it because Jesus is with you, because you are doing the will of God. Abraham was doing the will of God, but he was doing it all alone. Many a time, God calls upon us to do something, to make a decision, and people will pray for us. They, they lower in a hard place. We have a big decision that we have to make. It's a difficult time in our life. We can share with the church. We can share with the pastor. We can share with our Christian friends. They can pray for us. They can support us. But in the final analysis, in the end, it's just you and God. Only you and God. God can get into that secret sanctuary place of your heart. Only he can do that. Only he can feel the pain that you're feeling. Your loved ones, the church, the pastor... We can empathize to a degree, but in the end, it's just you and God. Abraham had a difficult thing to do, and he believed that he was supposed to take the knife and make the blood sacrifice. This was the Old Testament. This was uh, in ancient antiquity, and Abraham didn't know anything better than to do what God told him to do, and he was doing it. Verse 6 says, tells about the, the stress of loneliness, that lonely place, the test. Abraham's family was three days back there. They weren't with him. The servants were at the foot of the mountain. It was just Abraham and the sacrifice. Abraham was alone with God to do a great thing, even a terrible thing, but it was to glorify God. It was to increase his faith. It was the forerunner of Jesus Christ dying at Mount Moriah, at Jerusalem, at Calvary, at Golgotha. If Abraham had failed that test, friend, God is speaking to some of you here this morning. He's doing some reminding of some vows and promises that you have made. He's given you another opportunity before the, the test. Obey the Lord. Do his will. He'll bless you, abundantly bless you. He'll help you. He'll be with you. 
See, the scripture tells us that Jesus tread the winepress alone. He took with him, Jesus did, into the garden, the disciples. You know, we always want somebody with us, and Jesus was in the flesh. He said the flesh, uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Then he took Peter, James, and John. He went a little further into the garden. Then finally, Jesus knew he had to do it alone. No one could share what he had to do. And he told Peter, James, and John, now you stay here. And the scripture says he went a little further into the garden, and then he fell on his face. He sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. He was alone with God. His soul, he said, was overwhelmed, exceedingly sorrowful unto death. He had to tread the wine press alone. Sometimes we'll question, God, are you truly asking me to do this? I don't know whether I can. I don't think I can. Can somebody help me? We can pray for you. We'll do all we can. But in the end, it's you and God. You and God. You have to do it in the presence of the Lord, before the Lord, with the strength of the Lord. But God will feel what you're feeling, and God will give you the wisdom to make that decision that will bring glory and honor unto him. My heart goes out to some of you today. I, I, I know you're here. I, I know you're going through a deep place. I know you have one of the most heavy decisions in all of life that you're on the verge of making. And maybe it's been on your mind for days or even a few weeks, but you know the countdown time is coming. You've arrived. Now you've got to climb that mountain alone. I think there was a song somewhere I heard somebody say, this time God gave me a mountain. Some of you are climbing that mountain right now, but someone is walking with you and climbing that mountain with you. His name is Jesus, all alone with that decision. But the scripture says when Jesus said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. I, I suppose Abraham felt that way too. You're going to take my only son, my only begotten son? I mean, what would it be like? God would come and say, Phil, I want you to put Katie on the altar. I want you to put Grant on the altar and take a knife. You know, your son, your daughter, my son, my daughter. I mean, God sometimes asks us to do some difficult things. That was difficult. I wonder if God was thinking about when his own son would go on the altar. It hurt him so he had to look the other way because he couldn't see our sins hanging on Jesus and Jesus going through the pain that he was going through. Uh, sometimes the will of God will cost you. Friend, God didn't give any of us a free pass in this life. Sometimes he'll ask us to give or to do or to be or to go far beyond our means. But he'll help us, and if we'll do it, you'll come forth like shining gold. It's so reassuring to know how much God loves us. And even though we don't always understand the way he moves, we can rest assured that his will for us is pure, and the outcome will be the best thing for us. Reach out to God today and thank him for the love and forgiveness he has provided to you. We hope that today's message has been a true blessing and has encouraged you to walk closer with God. As we conclude today's program, here is Pastor Morris with some special requests. 
Before I go, I would like to encourage you to send your testimony to me. If God has blessed you and brought healing to you in any way, spiritually healed, mentally, emotionally healed, physical healing, financial healing, healing of a marriage, in any way, send me your testimony. I will rejoice with you. And then, if you would like to be part of our streaming service at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock from the Largo Community Church on Sunday mornings, it would be a joy to have you. Just go to our website, scroll to the top, live streaming, I'll preach a Sunday morning sermon. And I believe that the Word of God will bless you there also. And friend, we need your prayers. We need your financial help. These are difficult times with the virus. So if you can send a financial gift and please pray, it'll be so greatly appreciated. Blessings and peace be upon you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. We invite you to email Pastor Morris directly at contact us at thehealingwordministries.com and share your blessing. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.